I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. Alright, what's up, Cuse Nation? This is the Cuse Nation Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Sean alongside Joe and TJ is back. What's up? We Who's ready be- for some fun facts? Finally. <laughs> <laughs> we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. We got two games to go over for you today, and we'll look ahead to Notre Dame. First, um, Boston College was a win. And we said, Joe, we said TJ wasn't here. He wouldn't know. Nope. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we thought they, would, they were going to spank them, and they, they did. They spanked them. Yeah, so they had to. They did have to. It was at home. Uh, attendance was um, 21,626. It's a pretty good crowd, actually. So win number 996. We are counting down the Bayheim wins. Um, here to a thousand, you know, regardless of the revisionist historians over in the NCAA, <laughs> they can, they can claim he hasn't won a thousand games all they want. Um, that's, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, other notable games, we were just talking, um, about Louisville beating Duke and, uh, I, I was watching that game, but the best part of that game was um, when Donovan Mitchell uh, smacked Grayson Allen <laughs> in the face as he was getting up. I don't know if anybody he saw deserved that. deserved it. <laughs> the NCAA said it was inadvertent contact. It was. Com- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know what? He probably should have hit him harder. Really. Yeah. More like karma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He they they tangled up. He grabs his face. Nothing touches his face. He he grabs his face. He goes down. He starts crying, and he's holding the guy's arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he played it off well. Grayson Allen's got to get better at, at acting. Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. And then he stayed down there in transition, and he's laying on the floor, rolling around like a moron, trying to sell it. Yeah, he huh. he didn't work though. So, nope. um, anyway, we got we had a seventy six fifty three victory over Boston College. 
and here are the highlights. Way out. That's a hard run for him to get all the way back. Weak side guard's got to be there. Jumper right of the lane again. Torian Thompson, a Swiss, has his pass deflected, knocked in the air, and the Orange have it the other way. Gillen in the middle of the lane, bounces left for Thompson. Right-hand finish, and Thompson's got a half dozen. Shot clock at seven. Robinson fakes the three out front. Gillen sticks with him. Now Turner lets it fly. Good-looking shot, and it rattles home. That was close to Turner. Further left, Bowman. His pass to Tavy is uh, thrown off his hand, and a steal by Battle into the front court foul on the floor put it on the glass and scored Gillen in battle play catch battle steps into a three bangs it down six got the final quarter of the game to play the right elbow Leiden turns fires buries a 15-footer free throw line is Leiden kicking left battle wants three around and off great rebound stretching Whoa. out Leiden and a two-hand jam Whoa! back to Howard on the right shot clock seven jump pass far side to battle he drives along the baseline puts it up with the right and scores Thompson up for a flat screen on Howard pass beyond the arc right battle for a new career high Rip city for Tyus battle you know. eight seconds left and the orange turn the tables on Boston College earning a split of the season series this one an emphatic conference win for the Cuse as they bury BC a much-needed win there um, holding Kai Bowman to um, Three points. Oh yeah, that I mean that had to happen. I mean, and um, twenty turnovers. And but I, the the one thing about that though um, is that we had fifteen, I think, or something like that at the half. So, yeah. um, that game could have been way worse, Sean. Definitely way worse. I oh, mean, we could have yeah. we had shot five of twenty from the three point line, um, but I mean, we found the shooters. Robinson and Bowman, they they scored 52 points combined last time. This time, 12. Bowman had six turnovers himself. So the turnovers and just the effort on defense is all it took to beat a team like them, you know? Yeah, definitely. And um, um, Popovich too. I mean, I mean, 13 points, but that was their that was their lead score. So only guy in uh, double digits. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, you. We talk about defense, defense, defense. That was th- probably the best defensive game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that was probably the best defensive game uh, we've played uh, b- probably the whole season. Full game, yeah. Yeah, the full first, game. First half, Pittsburgh was pretty impressive. But, yes, uh, it was. The first half of this game was impressive, too, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, so, um, points off of turnovers for Boston College, six compared to 20. Uh, the Q's had 20 points off of turnovers, which is great. Only 10 fast break points. But another thing I've noticed as we've entered ACC play is our foul shots um, percentage. I mean, we were 17 for 19. <laughs> that, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. We actually have the best free throw percentage of the ACC right now oh, since really? uh, since conference play started. And, yep. and they were really not doing too good before conference no. started. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it. We said take a whole day and do some. I mean, they lost game. They lost what about two games because of free throws. UConn yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, UConn. Yeah, we went over that. We were, we 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 added all that up. Um, and another thing from the Boston College game was this: only six turnovers um, on offense. So um, that's awesome. And. Uh, Tyus Battle stepped it up. You always have to have one guy step it up when, you know, Tyler Lydon, he only had 16 points. Tyus Battle, had, he was our lead scorer with 21. 
And um, you know, you know, you expect a lot of out, of out of a player when you said he only scored 16 points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Right. That's, only that's scored true. 16. That's true, though. But you want to see you have to have Tyler Lydon has to be in the 20s, in my yeah. opinion, because our offense is not that good. No. And, no. And, and that's why our defense has has. I mean, our defense is bad. OK, our offense is mediocre, but. But to make up for the defense, Tyler Lydon has to be scoring in the twenties. Yeah, he should be taking the most uh, most shots on. Yeah, without a team, without a doubt. I mean, I mean he, but at the same time, it, in this game, you know, we were up pretty well, so you know, spread the ball around. I mean, uh, Battle had three steals. He had a lot of shots out on transition, fast break stuff. So, I mean, a game like this. We didn't really need him to score 20, but I mean, I agree he should be around there every every game. You're right. A game like that. Well, if the if the defense is going to step up, we don't need him to score 20. But and and you know, it's nice to see it consistently pushing 18 over 20. For me, that's what makes me feel comfortable because, um, you know, White he was hot for two games the 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 Miami Pit game, and then he's like fizzled out. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. I mean, he hasn't yeah. done anything. He's streaky. He's streaky, he's just... but he's really only been streaky for those two games, though. I mean, those were his two best games, right? I mean, when but when you watch the games, I mean, he'll go, he'll miss four or five in a row, then all of a sudden, the next time he shoots the next three, it looks like he's hit, just hitting bullseyes on a dartboard, like it's. Yeah, I know that's true. That's true. So, um, I guess it really nothing else to really mention about that game. I don't think. No, I'd say the only other thing is the rebound. We still got out rebounded, thirty-five to twenty-nine. Oh, yeah, which is. Um, well, let's see um, players BC in the locker room. 
Okay, Tyus, uh, another uh, big win for you guys at home. How was the atmosphere out there? Uh, great atmosphere. Um, fans brought the energy. The bench was loud, uh, we, which brought energy to the floor. So um, it's always great playing at the Dome. Uh, our fans always show up, so it was fun. Career high, 21 points for you. How was it out there? Uh, it was great. Uh, my teammates did a great job finding me the ball, and I just tried to stay aggressive the whole entire game, get to the basket, uh, just find open shots. It was a struggle in the first half, it seemed like. You guys had a took a while to get on track. Yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes it happens. That's how any sport is, but uh, we know we're a good team, and uh, we're confident, and we knew our shots were going to fall eventually. Got a tough stretch coming up now. you got to go on the road for two games, North Carolina and Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, those would be uh, those are really good teams. Uh, that, those two games would be great wins for us, and um, we're ready for the challenge, and we're going to come up with the W. Another big win for you guys at home. First half seemed like a struggle, though. It took a while to get on track. Yeah, uh, we just weren't in rhythm offensively. Uh, guys stepped it up and got it going in the second half. How's the ankle feeling? That's no, good. Uh, what were some of the adjustments you guys made at halftime? Your defense really stepped up in the second half. It's just a matter of staying. I thought our defense did a good job in the first half, too. It's just uh, we came out in the second half with the same intensity, same energy, and we were able to, to get a lot of stops. You got a couple tough ones now going on the road, North Carolina and Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Both great teams. Uh, I mean, it's the ACC. Anybody you play is going to be great. So, uh, you know, we got to bring the same energy and same defense. Well, obviously, we know now the the same energy and the same defense did not carry over um, to the UNC game. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we will break it down, though. Um, so... A 68-85 loss against North Carolina. Um, you know, there was glimmers of hope in this game where, for instance, in the first half, they kept it pr- relatively close for a while until the half was winding down. Um, Tyler Lydon was pretty hot. His his high for the year is 29 points. He had 26 points. And... Um, Tyus Battle with 13 and four steals. That the only 13 um, caused turnovers for um, for our nine caused turnovers for Syracuse. So, I mean, you know, the defense just wasn't there. You need you got to have way more offense when you play a team like you know North Carolina against our defense. There's just got to be way more offense. You just weren't. We weren't scoring enough points, and we got up to 68, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah, we kept having those runs, and we'd get within, like, three points, and then all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, we'd be down 15. Yeah, <laughs> And I then know. they'd fight back to, be like, five points and then be 10. And they, they did – Syracuse did go on a 12-0 run um, to start their, their streak in the second half. Got it. I think they got it within three. I think they were down by 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it showed that they can close it, but that UNC offense, I mean, it's the highest scoring offense in the ACC. Oh, yeah, and the best rebounding. And I think, real. I mean, realistically, anybody that watched that game, that's what it was, man, rebounding. Yeah, 44 total. They had as many offensive rebounds as we had defensive rebounds. Jeez. Yeah, what'd they have, 18? 18. 18. Yeah, yeah. And, and we had and, six. And in the beginning of that game, when they said that stat that uh, North Carolina 
that they um, rebound 42.5% of their misses, I knew Jeez. that I knew there was about to be a problem. And that's what it was, second chance points. 20. I'm, yeah. That's and we pl- we didn't play bad. Shot 44%, you know, 41 from the three-point line. I mean, we didn't. Six for seven on free throws once again. And 13 turnovers is right around our average anyway. So, but you can't go into North Carolina like that with those guys, those big guys. We just we couldn't do anything. And that's what you see when we have go against superior athletes that just play lockdown defense. How, like, how many of those 13 were in the first half? Because I feel like they cleaned it up. Because I remember they were just kind of tossing the ball away. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Oh, yeah, I read somewhere the first six six or seven minutes of the second half, we were shooting 70% from the field. I mean, we came out, and Lydon and White were just hitting, but as soon as we made a mistake, they just jumped on it and then scored another six, seven points, like TJ was saying. We'd get it close, then they'd jump it out to 15, and then we'd score six or seven, thinking, you know, yeah. even after that eight-minute mark, I think we were what, got it down to seven with the 7.45 uh, left, the TV timeout under eight minutes. And yeah. just talking like, you know, get, make up a couple points, make up a couple points. And then North Carolina went on a six or seven point run. We're like, yeah. Yeah. And it happens. It happens so fast for them. Yeah, yeah. it did. Because we are, we're, we're, we weren't, we weren't getting any offensive rebounds. I mean, six offensive rebounds. That's just, I mean, you know, you ain't getting it done. Not against a team like that. And they had 46 points in the paint. So it just goes to show that up at the rim. I mean, they're right there, and they're they're big, and they're 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 tall, and they're big. So I mean, and they're skilled, and, and they're skilled, finish. yeah. And they finished all right between. I mean, and you got twenty second chance points and twelve fast break points. I mean, yeah. between Meeks and Hicks, they went fifteen to twenty three. Yeah, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Hicks with twenty, and um, Candy Meeks with fifteen. Um, you know, I mean, uh, to- forty-four total off uh, total rebounds, forty-four to our twenty-four, which is <laughs> which is you know, and we had uh. nine second chance points. I mean, you know, it's just like, yeah, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but I guess the glimmer of hope there is that we did close it. There just isn't. It's just the team offensively, our team Syracuse. It just doesn't gel. It's not gelling like that. I mean, UNC's gelling, you know, well-oiled machine. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like we said, they just beat um, they beat Florida State. Yes. And Florida, Florida State's State, good hot. team. So, uh, look yeah. for UNC to cause some trouble. Um, I think... Uh, I think Joe and I mentioned this, or I, I told... I at least told you, Joe, that Louisville scares me. And I I don't know what it is. I think it's I think it's um, Patino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it reminds me he, of a mobster. He, uh, he tends he tends to, to to beat us a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, he uh, he's got that team um, ready to roll too every game. And Louisville is going to cause um, they're a little underrated in my opinion. Put it that way. Uh, I still think North Carolina is the best team in, in the conference. Well, I'm not. I I'm not still. gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna doubt that. I'm just saying. What, Louisville was 14th. They're rated. They're uh, ranked 14th. Yeah, that's. They're way better than that. 
Most I mean, likely. They, they're probably <laughs> they're a top ten team, if not ten. You know, right at ten. So yeah, hey, I mean, there's some teams. Oh, go ahead, TJ. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, um, just to touch on the whole chemistry thing, North Carolina has got two seniors, two juniors, and a sophomore. So that means four of their starting five have been together for at least two years. And if you look at our starters, we've got White, who's a transfer, Gillen, who's a transfer, Battle, who's a freshman, Thompson, who's a freshman, and then Leiden. Yep. Four new faces, four new faces and a freshman. Yeah. Was that that game? Because they're our most used lineup overall. Well, Roberson usually plays yeah. a lot too, yeah. Roberson. Right. I just think that there's some teams that we're just going to have to temper expectations when it comes to North Carolina. I mean, Yeah, and that's what we did, Joe. Yeah, we definitely did. I, I mean, to take some good things away, I mean, Beheim said himself that uh, he thought that it was the best road game we've played. And, you know, granted, we were down 17 or lost by 17, but they still, we held them under their average. They score against everybody. So yeah. Yeah. they average 89 points a game. We held them to 85. So, and then, and then we hung in there. We could easily, you know, we talk about effort, effort, effort. Like he said, beating Hard. a dead horse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to kind of be the, you know, for the rest of the season. That's what they've got to focus on. They've got to focus on heart, not giving up and, um, you know, playing hard. They're, they, they're not deep. You're looking at six guys. <laughs> so yeah. you got to give it your all for 40 minutes, plan on playing 40 minutes. Uh, you mentioned coach, what coach have to say? I thought that, uh, you know, we got off to a bad start, made a good, solid recovery, and uh, got in position And uh, in the first half. I thought we played well. I thought we did a lot of things well, mostly everything well except defensive rebound. And the rebounding was, you know, they're going to get rebounds. They're going to out-rebound. They're big and they're strong physical guys. But it was, you know, minus, plus 16 for them in the first half. And that really was the difference in a 10-point game and maybe a four- or five-point game. And when they hit the shot to start the second half, we were 15 down. I thought we played, again, played the best that we've played all year on the road. Uh, I think we got it to five, maybe. Um, I thought we really did a good job. Then we made a couple mistakes. And when you make a couple mistakes against them, they take advantage of it and got down the court. But I think they're a tremendous uh, offensive, off, tremendous, tremendous basketball team. Uh, they have tremendous experience and size, and uh, you know they're as good as anybody. And I thought tonight for our, for us on the road, it was one of our. It was probably our best road game. Uh, doesn't look like it with the final score, but I really thought it was. I thought we showed a lot a lot of good things, but uh, I thought we had a couple opportunities when we got it inside ten. We got a couple open looks, and we didn't didn't convert them, and they took advantage of that. But uh, you know, we know we're going to get beat on the boards coming in here. But uh, it was a little bit too much for us to overcome. Yeah, it was it was it was a little too much with the forty four total rebounds. A lot of too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, but like he said, and I tend to agree with him, Joe. You mentioned it that um, it probably was our best road game. I mean, it's it like in the the score definitely doesn't show it. I think considering the opponent, considering the opponent, yeah. But I mean, what other? Well, I mean, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But you have to take the at this point, 
that has to be taken into consideration. Not that not that anyone's going to look at a loss and be like, oh, well, that was a good loss. No, I don't believe that, any of that crap. Um, I will say that we, if we don't turn things around and beat a couple ranked teams, few ranked teams, uh, we're not going to make the tournament unless we win the ACC tournament. Uh, we are right there on missing it. What's your boy have to say, Joe? Yeah, he's got us at 53 right now. So, I mean, we're right in the fringe. It's just coming down to like you said we haven't we haven't won away from the dome that non-conference mm, killed us man it is brutal it did too that's really what it is last year we got in because we beat two good teams in non-conference UConn and Mississippi State or something UConn is somebody I don't know Texas A&M but we won't we got in because of that like if we only win games at home we're not going to get in that's just the bottom line yeah and we got um we got to turn it around. We've got a, a really bad stretch. That's actually the rest of the schedule is kind of brutal. I'm yeah, not, I'm not going to lie. It, it don't look good. But um, anything else for North Carolina? I mean, it is what it is. We got they got we got killed on the boards, and they're they're tough. They're just tough. Their offense is tough. Our defense just isn't that good to hang with that. That's what I get out of that. Yeah, too big of bodies. Too experienced of a team, like TJ said. It's tough to – I mean, they – not on top of being seniors, they, they played in the national championship game last year. So yeah. they have they're, – they're ready for a team like us. Yeah, <laughs> they are, and they might make it again, like you said. So, all right, yeah. done with UNC. Looking ahead to Notre Dame. Uh, let's go, let's, let's, let's go before we get all drab, uh, let's go to, uh, <laughs> I know TJ's got to have something. You got to have something. Well, you want Dame. some fun facts? Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> Give me something. I missed all the right. fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, out of 47 games, we've won 29 and lost 18. And right now we're on a four game win streak against Notre Dame. And we've won seven of the last 10. So, um, some fun facts about Notre Dame is they have a Golden Dome um, build main building, and it's covered in twenty three point nine karat gold leaf. And oftentimes, uh, students fly find flakes of the gold surrounding the grass around that building. Really? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Anybody scale up there and try ripping those chunks <laughs> off? <it> or <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, some of the um, gold flakes that actually fall from that building are are then reused and put into um, the football helmets. Are you sure it's not just some someone got hit with a bottle of Goldschlager? They could be that too. <laughs> I think that's where the gold for the Goldschlager comes from. <laughs> <laughs> what come? What came first? The gold Probably or Notre the Schlager? <laughs> Um, oh, man. So Notre Dame's the reason that we have Goldschlager. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> they, they, but so, so what you're telling me though, for real, is that they actually take some of that gold that they find and they put it in the then the, for the glitter in the helmets. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I feel it like is. glitter. I'd be, yeah. Well, I mean, it's gold glitter. Hello. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Who doesn't like gold? Um. <laughs> And Notre Dame has seven Heisman Trophy winners, which is the highest number in the whole country. Say that again. I wasn't paying attention to you. 
Okay. Uh, Notre Dame has seven Heisman Trophy winners, and that's the highest number in the whole country. I did not know that. Well, that's oh, what name I'm here them, for. Name them. Ready? Go. Uh, I have to <laughs> Google it. I'll have it ready for the end of the show. <laughs> Tim no, Brown. Tim, yeah. Did Tim Brown play for Notre Dame? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. He's one. I should know that, being a Raiders fan. Maybe Rocket Ishmael. No, I don't know. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, is that it? Is that all you got? Are you done? That's all I got for fun facts, but I also have um, some stats for the game. Yeah, let's Like hurt. the rankings. Let's hear it. So Notre Dame looks like they're going to be pretty brutal. In, in, <laughs> points, points scored, they're ranked 68th in the country. Points per game, they're ranked 39th. Free throw percentage, they're ranked 1st. Um, assist, 17th. Turnover, 2nd. And assist to turnover ratio, 1st. Well... It, that doesn't sound like um, a good combination for an, a road game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they have a pretty efficient offense. Yep. All right, Joe, tell us about it. Well, um, I don't know the exact uh, experience as far as freshman, sophomore, anything like that, but they do have some names that I recognize from years past, like Bonzi Colson, uh, Steve Astoria, VJ Beecham, and Matt Farrell. And those are their four main guys. Nobody other than them even averages five points or six points a game, I should say. But those guys combined get them on average 60 points. They're ranked 15th. My boy Ken Palm's got them around 22. So they're going to be a pretty legit, legit foe. And they just lost to Florida State tonight, so they might be a little upset. Yeah, that's true, too. And uh, let me ask you, though, Ken Pomeroy's got them at 20. Two, two, yep. Um, what what do you think? I think they're fi- I think they're easily fifteenth. The way they played, I mean, they're five and zero oh in uh, the ACC, so they're the only undefeated team going into tonight in the ACC. And they lost. And they lost. So that's that. But I mean, we played we've played them pretty like what TJ said. I, we beat them the last four times that we played them. We usually play them pretty well. Uh, Three of those main scorers shoot threes, and then the other guy, Bonzi Colson, he's a poor man's power forward, uh, but he can get in there and battle. He's got a big body. He's probably going to be the guy playing at the free throw line for them. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much what they got going on. But they're they're beating good teams. The yeah. five teams they've beaten, I mean, they've beaten some good teams. Well. It, <laughs> We're we're having to do this this with these teams with the offense on these teams that we have coming up, including Notre Dame. We our defense just I mean let's being being honest here our defense is not going to be able to handle these guys. So <laughs> well, that's how you really feel. Wow. Well, I'm just what? saying. I'm just saying. No, hold hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like. I feel like our defense is so streaky. Our offense is pretty consistent. I feel like our offense is pretty consistent. If we can eliminate um, some of the bad turnovers and we can get some offensive boards, then the whole the whole thing it, you I mean, everything changes. I mean, re, if you play decent defense, you can change a whole game with just that. 
You take care of the ball, and you have some second chance points. And when you're under there, make them. Okay, they got to go through the hoop. <laughs> they got to go in there. They got to go through the hoop. So I mean, I'm just saying because I'm not saying give up on defense. Our defense sucks. No, I I think our defense has shown huge potential, but it's so inconsistent, man. It's so inconsistent. They just they're ball chasing. They were ball against UNC, man. They were ball chasing again. Yeah, and it's a bad habit, and it's a bad habit. A, a part of it is a bad habit because, like Joe, you've mentioned that some of the the grad the grad transfers they don't they have bad habits. They're not playing the zone. They didn't play the zone for four years. Yeah, yeah. and they have bad habits, and those bad habits have obviously carried over to their career here for this one year. So, well, some of that ball chasing I've I've noticed is against a lot of good teams. If you get a team that can pass the ball around and they got great athletes that can move, mm, yeah. you know, and, and they got yeah. good movement on offense, then sometimes that automatically creates ball chasing. I, it just a lot of times it's a bad it's habit, what, though. Would you, you not agree? Oh, it's a, it's an awful habit. But sometimes when the ball's moving around in, uh, the way that teams should attack it, sometimes it looks like ball chasing when really it's they just can't catch up to the pass. I mean. They don't know where it's going. You yeah, know what I mean? You know what? That's a good point that you bring that up. How many times in a game do you see Tyler Lydon in the air, you know, stretched out going after someone shooting a three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, late. think about th- late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, that's the that's the point. You pass the ball fast to get players out of position. Yeah, you get yeah. them to try to collapse. And I will say this, too. When Gillen stops driving to the basket, that'll be a good day. <laughs> oh, oh, He's so good that, at getting there. He, he just doesn't oh, understand the ball's got to get in the hoop. No, you see, here's what it is. They let him there. Okay? <laughs> you why, think so? well, why not? They, they let yeah. him there, and then they just they strip the ball from him. I mean, he looks like... He's six foot, dude. He looks like me out there. Okay, I'm like, yeah, I'm, like five, so I'm like 5'8". I'm like 5'8". He looks like me. Okay, compared <laughs> think, to all those guys. it's When you see him do it, you're like, no, no, uh, oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, he. Uh, we just need our point guards to understand that they just can't try to do too much. As soon as they try to do too much, it's just it gets ugly. It gets really ugly. And just, he can shoot a jump shot. The guy can shoot a jump shot. You just got to take their. They got to take their shots when they're available to them. They can't force anything because if they do, they make mistakes. Yeah, they I just know. can't have that. It's like my son's team. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, hey, you guys got to shoot the ball quicker. You got to shoot the ball quicker. So then everybody's. As soon as they get the ball, they just chuck it and it hits nothing. I'm like, no, it's got to go in. I mean, you got to aim. I mean, come right. on, jeez. <laughs> yeah, um, our, our oh, go ahead, T. Oh no, you can go ahead. I'll I'll talk after. I was just, I was just gonna say uh, I was just gonna say that I would I would def- like you were talking about our offense and saying I would they're pretty consistently streaky, but they score enough points in theory if their defense plays good, like you said. It all it all comes down to defense. I think this team. Notre Dame isn't overly athletic. They're not overly big. They don't even have a true center that's named a, on the roster. So that's a good point, Joe. The the size we do have size. We just are outsized a lot. Well, against North Carolina, yes. Against yeah. this team, not so much. That could be and, very helpful. 
Yeah, and two of those main scores, I mean, not to bring up, you know, you know, the white men can't jump, this, this, and that, but there's two white guys on the team that probably can't move as fast as the other guys. So <laughs> saying white guys are slow? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> All of them except me. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I I see TJ jump. He gets about six inches off the ground. Yeah, you hang a Twinkie <laughs> in front of me. I'm jumping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was just going to add to Joe's comment about their chemistry on at Notre Dame. Three juniors, two seniors. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so big. they all had, at least have three years together. Yeah. And that probably explains their early success. Yeah. So let's see what happens when they get in the gauntlet of, uh, I mean, they've, they've beaten good teams, but let's see what happens down the stretch. See if they get, like I said, four scores. I mean, there Seven are a lot of them ago. are jump shooters. They're not going to mm-hmm. make shots every night. So the efforts there, we got a shot, I believe. Um, I I tend to agree. I think um, I think we have a shot against anybody. But I guess, as Joe would say, that's the homer in me. So, yeah. I mean... I mean, I'm not going to watch a game if I think they're just going to lose. You know what I mean? So I watch the games because I feel like they can win. So, T? All right. So the seven Heisman Trophy winners of Notre Dame, John Hart, Paul Hornung. The Hunchback. (laughs) John Leitner, Leon Hart, Johnny Lujak, Angelo Bertelli, and Tim Brown. I know one of those. Tim, Me too. Tim Brown. See what I mean? All politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's a good point. Who knows? Who got the Heisman uh, Trophy? I don't even know. Who got the Heisman Trophy this year? I don't even know. Um, oh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Out yeah. Of Louisville. Yeah. Quarterback of Louisville. Never heard of him. <laughs> Did you watch the game? Yeah. I'm, Did you watch I'm any jo- fo- college football? I'm joking. I'm joking. I didn't oh. know who won it, but I know who he is. Okay. Yeah, right. the guy that hurdled our guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was embarrassing, huh? Why you gotta yeah. bring up? Why you gotta bring up that? Well, we it's funny the... when 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 I did watch that. We game, almost won that game. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe if it ended in the first qu- quarter. <laughs> yeah, it was close for a little bit. I thought wasn't it? It was at the well, dome too, wasn't it? Well, it was a zero zero tie when it started. <laughs> because they scored like three touchdowns in like six minutes. So. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. I remember watching that game with my dad, and I said, we might be looking at a Heisman Trophy winner right now. We don't even know it because they're talking about everybody else. Listen to him. He predicted it. He's saying, Hey, I'm just saying. Did you see what he did? (laughs) He did it against everybody pretty much. He did, yeah. I saw it that one time. That was enough. (laughs) Well, it was kind of awesome. No, it was. (laughs) was. It was definitely athletic. So, um, All right. Anybody else got anything? No, yeah, so sign us off. Let's hope, let's hope Lamar Jackson transfers to Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, that is all we got for this episode. I think it's episode nine of the Cuse Nation podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You can go to Facebook and give us a like at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. Until next time, we'll see you later. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe.